Welcome to Origin Gates Podcast Wisdom's Echo. I am Mel Nevenhuis, and today I want to talk about having our heads in the clouds. Bit of a weird topic, I think, because I mean, if we have a look at the idiom of having your head in the cloud and what it means, it pretty much refers to the type of person who is frequently found daydreaming or lost in their own thoughts, with subsequently less attention to the here and now. You know, when you say to someone, or you talk about someone, oh, they always have their heads in the clouds, you know? Or are you that person that always has your head in the clouds? It's not always seen as a positive thing. Um, it's usually like, goodness gracious, can you land on this earth and then get with the program and let's carry on doing what needs to be done, right? It's talking about dreamers. It's talking about... I don't know, those people who just don't always seem to be grounded here with us. But I had a very interesting in- encounter that I want to share with you today that brought a new light and a new kind of definition to this idiom, having your head in the clouds. And I'd like to share it with you um, because it's been so exciting for me to really unpack this. So recently, I was part of a prayer meeting, and we were really engaging with wellness and health, and and I don't know, I was just really led to um, Acts, you know, I've really been like sitting with Holy Spirit and, you know, reading Acts 2 when he comes on the day of Pentecost, and all these awesome things, right, to do with the Holy Spirit, and then I started to think about how Peter would walk on the streets and people would be healed by what has been interpreted his shadow. So I went and had a look at Acts chapter 5, and I'm going to read to you from verse 12 to 15 from the Passion Translation. And it says this, The apostles performed many signs, wonders, and miracles among the people. And the believers were wonderfully united as they regularly in the temple courts, as they met regularly in the temple courts in the area known as Solomon's porch. No one dared harm them, for everyone held them in high regard. That for me is just awesome. Continually, more and more people believed in the Lord and were added to their number, great cries of both men and women. In fact, When people knew Peter was going to walk by, they carried the sick out to the streets and laid them down on cots and mats, knowing the incredible power emanating from him would overshadow them and heal them. When I read it in this translation, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, right? Because I could see where this was going. It's the whole being overshadowed and the ability to overshadow as a son right? So this took me to looking at the definition of overshadow in um, this context, and it brought up a Greek word. I'm not even going to try and say the Greek word because I don't want to get it wrong, but this Greek word for overshadow is used exclusively for the power of the Almighty overshadowing, such as with Mary. Now, we know when Mary fell pregnant, she was overshadowed, right? And that is how um, she was able to fall pregnant. 
So this is the same kind of overshadowing that is being referred to in Acts 5. Also, this specific word for overshadow is used for the cloud that overshadowed Yeshua on the Mount of Transfiguration. So this is a pretty awesome, powerful type of overshadowing. It's not just to be in the shadow of something. And so for me, whenever I, I read this um, this story about Peter, I think I kind of just, and I, and I also think it was kind of um, shared amongst uh, different groups of people that his, his actual shadow would heal people. So they would have to like... Really, like you couldn't go uh, and, and wait for him to walk past you midday, right? Because the shadow wouldn't be reaching really far. And so I was always like, how do you get your shadow to, to touch certain people and heal them? Anyway, if that happens, still amazing, right? But now I'm beginning to understand that it wasn't his shadow, but his overshadowing that he engaged with. And was able to emanate and that brought healing, right? It's that whole, like if you walk into a room and the atmosphere shifts or people look at you, you're like all of a sudden people look at you because the atmosphere has shifted. Or if you have been a person sitting in a room and someone walks in and the atmosphere shifts, they are carrying something that is overshadowing the atmosphere in that area. Now it can be a negative thing or it can be a positive thing. And so it's just, yeah, it's been really interesting having a look at the scripture in a different light. So while I was in this prayer meeting, I began to engage with the, 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 the Bible, the word in this, the scripture. And I just re- began to step into it and, and really asked Holy Spirit just to take me to Peter. And I really have been wanting just to have a, a talk with Peter about this. And... Um, I did, and it was amazing. I had this beautiful time with Peter where he began just to share a bit with me. And I asked him the question, "What? how did you get to this place of overshadowing? Because it's really become a desire of my heart. Like, I want to walk as Yeshua so desperately. And I know that takes a lot of sacrifice and it takes a lot of work of going in and becoming like him, right? You don't just wake up one morning and like, I am Yeshua and I can, you know, do all these things, we can aspire to that, but it takes work, it takes being in His presence, it takes relationship, it takes us having to step into, right? It doesn't just happen because He loves us, it happens because we pursue, and pursue is a verb, it's an action word. And so I've really, really just been hungering on how how do we become everything, the fullness of? And I know that's so much. That's so there is so many layers to that. But one of the things is being overshadowed so that I can overshadow. Not for my glory and not for my gain, but because I can operate as a son bringing the kingdom. For us to release the kingdom of Yahweh is for us to emanate his kingdom, is for us to overshadow. It's for us to release it without even trying. It's us being in that place and releasing what we are in, seeing, believing, doing. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's position. It's all about position. So when I was talking with Peter, I said, how did you get to this place of being able to to overshadow where people were getting healed just by your presence, right? 
And he said to me, it was only through the coming of Holy Spirit and it is only through relationship with him. It is constant union with Holy Spirit that brings us about. And that was it. That was it. I was now back <laughs> in the office, in the prayer meeting. And I was like, okay, wow. And I just, I just started writing and scribbling down notes and everything I had seen and felt and heard. I thought, okay, wow, this is so amazing. Because everything, everything boils down to Holy Spirit and communion with Him. And if we're wanting to become like Him, we've got to spend time like with Him. And I was like, okay. None of this would have happened if Holy Spirit hadn't showed up in chapter 2. It is when Holy Spirit showed up that they were empowered to become like Yeshua. They had spent all this time with Yeshua, but, they, but we have to remember that Yeshua walked with Holy Spirit. It is when he got baptized that Holy Spirit ascend, uh, descended like a dove and rested on him, right? He was then overshadowed by Holy Spirit because it's union. It, God is with, it has union within himself. And, and if Yeshua walked with Holy Spirit, how much more do we need to walk with Holy Spirit? And so he came in chapter 2, and now we're seeing in chapter 5, we don't know how long that time period is, but we do know that because Peter had that constant union with Holy Spirit, where he was with Holy Spirit, in Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit in him, there was a beautiful relationship because of that, he was then able to emanate and release an overshadowing around him that literally shifted the atmosphere and brought healing and deliverance to anyone near him. I don't know about you, but oh my gosh, this is something I want. This is something I crave. And it's something I am definitely pursuing We need to, we need to get hungry. We need to get hungry for this stuff. And not only hungry, we need to pursue. So as I was processing this encounter with Peter, I began to just really meditate on it. And, and I really want to encourage you with this, is that when you have an encounter, when Yahweh reveals something to you, or you see something in the mysteries, or whatever it is to do with the kingdom, Yahweh, and, and His ways and His mysteries, you need to meditate on it, right? And so I went and I was meditating on this, because this was deep for me. This is like, okay, I don't want this to be like, oh my gosh, Peter spoke to me today. Oh, <laughs> and it really needed to be deep and meaningful. And so while I was meditating on it, I began to see Peter walking with his head in the cloud of mystery. And that was his overshadowing. And then the saying came to me, head in the clouds. So what if, what if this idiom, this saying, head, having your head in the clouds, or walking with your head in the clouds. What if it actually came from those who walked hidden in mystery, 
giving them less attention to the here and now. What if we can take this idiom or this saying and apply it to our spiritual lives now? What if we start walking with our head in the cloud of mystery? What will we begin to emanate? What will we begin to release? What will we begin to overshadow? What will change in our presence? Because when we are in constant union with Holy Spirit, and we allow our heads, our being, our government, our position to be seated in the cloud, what we are engaging with there will emanate through us here. This, ah, oh, this excites me so much. Because now I can just see all of us walking with our head in the clouds. And this is not in the aloof way of things. It's not daydreaming stuff. This is government stuff. This is position as a son stuff. This is knowing who we are. Seated in heavenly places. This is us engaging with the kingdom, engaging with Yahweh and all those in the cloud of witnesses and the angels and the beings of heaven and having our seat there, having our head there, right? In that cloud. And what we are seeing and what we're engaging with and what we are beholding will begin to emanate through us and we will then be able to manifest ourselves here on earth as sons of Yahweh. That when we walk into the room, atmospheres shift, people are healed and set free. People come to you and go, who are you? Where do you come from? There's something different about you. Come on, guys. We are sons. We are sons of the Most High. We need to look different. We need to sound different. We need to speak differently. We need to change atmospheres. We need to be governing our areas, governing our homes, governing our lives. We need to be bringing change. And it starts from within. And then it can come uh, without to wherever we are. And so I really want to leave this with you. Let us walk in constant union with Holy Spirit, hidden in the cloud, being overshadowed, so that we may overshadow. I'm going to leave that with you today. And so with that, go and walk with your head held high in the cloud. Bless you guys.